Man, I love Fridays. Welcome, everybody. We're GFBS, Grand Fork's best source on a Friday. In the studio today with us, University of Minnesota Crookston head baseball coach Steve Gust. You've probably heard of him. We'll be talking with him in just a couple of minutes. Our show, by the way, today brought to you by Probita's Promotions. If you're looking to boost your brand, Probita's Promotions will make you stand out from the crowd. You know what? They're going to consult with you at no cost to help you find the perfect swag for your business. Maybe you want logo apparel. Maybe you want hats or promotional products or trade show displays or awards. Well, Probita's is the region's top provider for free online stores. Probita's stores, in fact, the perfect option for your company apparel ordering. Team Spirit Wear or any type of organization that wants to dress their members with logo apparel. Probita's promotions with locations here in Grand Forks, Fargo, Bismarck, and Minot. Shop ProBitasPromo.com or call 1-866-PRO-SWAG. Boost your brand and stand out from the crowd with Probita's promotions. Have any questions or comments? Our phone number is 701-213-0863. And before we get too deep into the show here, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, maybe Coach Gust will get this one. Do you know the reason all the bat boys in Major League Baseball are replaced when they turn 18? Do you know the reason why all the bat boys in the Major League Baseball are replaced when they turn 18? Well, it's because otherwise you'd have to call him Batman. (laughs) You already knew that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You're like, man, that's old. (laughs) That's old. Paul, the producer, what'd you think of that one? I didn't get it. <laughs> I got it like I lost on that one. Well, they're called a bat boy. When they're eighteen, they'd be called Batman. Oh, I'm Batman. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I am the bat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. Uh, we're excited to get back on the field and, and uh, continue what we started here. Uh, tell us a little bit before we start talking baseball. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been. In, I grew up in the area here, so I've you know I've coached here. Uh, in the area or or within a three-state radius for the last 35 years. You know, I grew up in East Grand Forks, uh, graduated from there, and, and basically got right into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, Dave Aker, a longtime coach there in East Grand Forks. He coached baseball, football, basketball. He's done it all. He was uh, he was nice enough to give me a, a job when I was 15 years old. And, and uh, you know, the coaching thing is just gradually just, you know, come in and, and, and taken over my life. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm very thankful that I've, I've gotten uh, the people surrounding me, my wife and kids that I'll support it. And uh, I tell you, you know, I, w- I wasn't much of a player, but uh, I tell you what, I got into coaching and, and the rest is history. I've, I've been coaching every year for 35 years since then. And I, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. And, and I'm happy to say that I feel good in the northern part of the state and, and northern part of the country as far. I always consider myself a cold weather coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the kids here, as far as from a baseball perspective, are really good. And, and, and to me, this, this area just fits my style of coaching and, and the, the players that I want to try to get to our school f- to get a good education and, and play at a high level and it's it's worked out for me and i've been fortunate enough again to to have you know supporting uh people around me to 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 really take this to the next level and and it's it's been really good when it comes to that you know we're going to get at this here in a little bit later on but um everybody says uh, grand forks is a hockey town grand forks east grand forks and they say like fargo is a baseball town but and again we'll get at this a little bit later on but when you look at your roster at the university of minnesota crookston 
A lot of those kids are from right around here, aren't they? They are. And, and baseball, baseball, this is a baseball area, too. I know, you know, you think of the winters that we have and some of the cold and snow and all that. You wouldn't think it is a baseball town or a baseball community, but there are a lot of baseball players that have come through here that have, have done really well for themselves. And, and, you know, I remember coaching Legion Baseball in, in high school at Sacred Heart High School. Mm-hmm. This is We started the program back in... Our first year was 1997, and obviously nobody yeah. can forget 97. And we played one game that year in high school. And it was the first year they started the program. At the time, East Grand Forks didn't have high school baseball, mm-hmm. the, the, the public school. But Sacred Heart did start baseball. Yep. And I remember after the flood, uh, all of us getting together after the flood and just what a joyous occasion it was. We were the last seeds. We, went, we actually went to Crookston to play uh, the defending, I think they were, well, two years out of winning a state championship at Crookston back when there was only two classes in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And we were, we got our butts kicked. I think it was like 12 nothing, but it was one of the best games that I've ever coached because everybody just got together. The, the players got to be on the field. The parents came out. It was a well-attended game. It was just great for baseball in the community. But there has been baseball here. When I grew up in the mid to late 80s, there were, there were, you know, Legion baseball was really good in East Grand Forks. has produced a lot of baseball players. Grand Forks has produced a lot of big-time baseball players. And a lot of the surrounding towns, the small towns in the area, there's been a lot of good baseball players come out of here. And, and, and so ever since I was a high school and Legion coach around here, I just thought to myself, if I was a college coach, I would be recruiting some of these mm-hmm. kids. And we had them. East Grand Forks, Legion baseball has been good, and they still are. Uh, but back when I coached, I was thinking we had five or six college baseball players on each team. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and sometimes we did, and, and a lot of times they would go off and play at, at the college level at some some level at least, but a lot of those kids didn't have an opportunity to play, and that's where I come in, and that's why I, I said ever since, you know, that I coached Legion in high school, that if I ever got a college coach coaching job around here, I would recruit the local guys because there are a lot of them. You know, you said something that struck me uh, just a minute ago uh, about uh, getting your butts handed to you in the playoffs, but how much fun it was. And, and this is what I'm getting at. Coaching and athletics isn't all about winning. It's about taking these guys, and I've heard the stories of some of the guys that have come through your program at UMC and out in Dakota and all that, but uh, and molding into the, these people into good, young, outstanding men. And that has a lot to do with just winning and losing, too. For sure. You know, I've coached guys who have been drafted and have played pro baseball and, and done all of those things and been All-Americans and Players of the Year and Pitchers of the Year and all of that. But it really comes down to what are you doing to impact these kids' lives? And, uh, you know, it, let's face it, winning is important at the collegiate level. There's guys that get fired every year because they don't win at baseball, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, but it, it, it becomes a far more – it becomes far more greater to, to teach these kids lifelong skills that they can use. And there are way more success stories in my coaching career about guys who have gone on to be policemen, to be firemen, to be lawyers, to be doctors, uh, and to be great husbands and, and fathers and all of those things than there, than there are of the baseball stories that guys making it to the pros. Uh, so it, that, that piece of it is really important. And the older I get, the more I can appreciate that because the, uh, I've, uh, I'd like my favorite day of the year is alumni games because mm-hmm. those guys come back and they tell me what they're doing and, and whether it's baseball or not. And a lot of times it's not about baseball. It's about what they're doing with their lives and being successful. And that's what it's all about. to mm-hmm. me. It, it really is. And, and, and 
I think that's it's far more it, it's greater to be a coach and, and the wins are fun and and we need them and all of those things but it's far more greater for me to have more satisfaction when when we teach these guys lessons that they'll they'll take on for the rest of their lives we we kind of had a testimonial about you on the show uh earlier this year and uh, i believe it was, was it clark you see the one that's running uh the amateur baseball clark peterson in yes. east grand forks who i thought was one of the most well-versed kids or guys i've had in this studio and he basically told us in a nutshell that um wasn't a very good guy uh as far as uh, being a coach's almost nightmare but um he gave a lot of credit to you for, for turning that around for him. Uh, what's that make you feel like when you hear this from other people, guys that, that played for you? You know, guys may not get it right away, and they come in pretty green and not knowing what, what, what baseball is really all about. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not necessarily about the, the, the hitting and the pitching and the defense. It's, it's about what we learn and what we take away from our program and building relationships and doing something for the greater good of – of not just the individual, but more importantly, the team. And I think Clark Peterson was a prime example of that. He, he's a kid that really came in here and he wanted to do well. You know, he wanted to be a, a Division One guy. He wanted to be a, maybe a pro prospect and all of that. Well, things didn't turn out that way for him. But again, he turned out to be a great individual and a great, uh, an awesome uh, you know, mentor for our younger kids. And he, he started to understand what this game's all about. He'd come into my office and we'd have discussions and 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 I'd have to tell him no, Clark. That's not really mm-hmm. how it, how it is. It's what know? he said too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's Clark. This is what it's really all about. And as soon as you start to understand that what it, this game's really all about and what we're trying to do here, the greater satisfaction you'll get from this great this game. So uh, he's come a long way. I'm I'm proud of him. He's got a chance to be a really good coach. I think he's at Northland uh, Community College and Thief, assisting uh, the baseball program there and. And he's doing. He's going to do some great things, and he's all about learning, and, and not only about the game of baseball, but the game of life. And that's that. Those are the kids that I want to coach my kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and coach sure. the future of our of our you know game and the future of our communities. Speaking of kids, uh, you got a son now that's uh, throwing pitches at, for East Grand Forks, or is it Sacred Heart? East Grand Forks. It's East Grand school, Forks. Yeah. Tommy John. I, I mean, okay. How'd you come up with that name? <laughs> you know, now most people hear Tommy John, and the first thing they think of is he named him after a surgery. Tommy John was a hell of a pitcher. He was a hell of a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And he was a, Tommy John was the first, and he pitched for the Twins uh, later in his career. And mm-hmm. he was one of, you know, he was a crafty left-handed pitcher and did a lot of good things. But he's, uh, unfortunately, he's known more for the surgery that the kids have. And, and the surgery is so pre- prevalent now in today's game because of all the, the velocity training and all of that, that, that guys are trying to, you know, condition themselves and, and, and trying to throw the ball as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're seeing a lot of those UCLs uh, bust and, and, uh, uh, but yeah, Tommy John is, is a guy that's been around the game a long time. He, his first, I mean, I remember uh, me being in a sacred heart high school uniform when he was born, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And, and so I, that's the only game I've ever missed as a coach. Uh, is that game when he was born, which obviously was worth it. But uh, he's grown up along. The, he's traveled a lot on the buses. He's grown up a, a, in the ballparks, basically. And uh, he's still he's still enjoying it. And hopefully he, he can go on and, and be successful at the high school level and, and at the college level even. 
Well, I remember seeing him running around the field out at Mitchell. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and I believe UMC, too, a few years back. Uh, you have been at this for a long time. You said you've been coaching forever. Tell us your journey through coaching. Where did you start, and how did you end up at University of Minnesota Crookston? Yeah, when I was 15, uh, like I said, Dave Aker gave me the opportunity to coach in the East Grand Forks Park and Rec system. So I was coaching. And when I say I coach basically every level, of baseball, it's almost been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides maybe a couple, I, I, I've never coached at the Division One level or or at the professional level, but every other level I've coached. So I started out when I was 15 doing t-ball and and nine and 10 year olds, and all the way up till to about 12, I think, the first couple years. And I did umpiring, I did field work, I did all that. I spent a lot of nights in the in the warming house at Stouse Park, mm-hmm. and I did that until I was about 30, and that's when. You know, I, I just moved up the ladder. I mean, it's, it's really as simple as that. I went from coaching those younger guys to Babe Ruth to VFW to being an assistant coach at the Legion level to coaching 12 years in East Grand Forks at the Legion level to coaching high school five years at Sacred Heart. Then I moved on to Northland Community College in, in Thief River and coached there for five years. I got a four-year job and was able to get my master's at Dakota Wesleyan University, and I was there for six years. And now... Um, I was I was with Kelvin Ziegler, a great baseball mm-hmm. guy who's still in Grand Forks. I was with him for a year at the University of North Dakota when they still had baseball. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the funnest years of my coaching career with Coach Zig and, and Dave Pearson, who's now an assistant at UN, uh, NDSU. Um, um, and then I coached in the Northwoods League, and I think we had 10 or 15 draft picks in the summer I coached in the wow. Northwoods League for the Mankato Moondogs one mm-hmm. summer. Uh, so that was a great experience, and uh, I, I wanted to come back home and uh, be near family. And so we took the University of Minnesota Crookston job, which uh, at the time, uh, you know, I was told it was a suicide yeah. mission as far <laughs> yeah. as from a professional well, standpoint. And we're going to get at that too, because it basically yeah. was. Yeah. So uh, it's just something that I've always done. And uh, I'm fortunate to have a wife that teaches exercise science and has been supportive of, of some late nights and some sleepless nights. And and have had kids who are, are you know, understand the, the schedule that I have and, and uh, will support us in every way, shape, or form that there, that there is. Was it a big jump going from high school to JUCO ball? Not really, because, you know, um, one thing I liked about JUCO, and I remember the Grand Forks Herald interviewing me one time uh, when I took the job, and it's like, why did you take the job? Well, it's a college job, and you can recruit players out of the area. Mm-hmm. You know, and back then, Minnesota Junior College was basically area kids everywhere. Yep. Now it's changed with uh, a lot of out-of-state kids, a lot of even out-of-country kids, a lot of those uh, uh, Latin players that mm-hmm. are really talented, really, really talented. But they're they're kind of inundating that league now where, where the local or the regional kids kind of get left out, which I, at the time it wasn't that, though. At the time, I, I had East Grand Forks kids. I had Grand Forks kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had kids from Rozo and War Road and Ada and all of those kids went to Northland and we put together some pretty good years with those kids. And, and so uh, obviously the recruiting piece of it is very big, no matter what level you're at, as far as the collegiate level. And, and, and so we went out and we worked hard at, at the area kids, Thompson kids, I remember getting and Mayville kids, all of those kids. And we got them there and, you know, we were, we were, uh, poised for a championship when I left there and we were really close to getting to the you know college world series you know that's the thing too about uh baseball uh you could be a juco player you could be naia uh you could do whatever division two division one these guys still at all of these levels can go on to the professional level you don't see that in other sports 
And that's why, uh, you know, you might tell people, well, I'm a, my kid plays Juco baseball wherever. And people might go, oh, okay. It's not that way with baseball. No, baseball is a whole different game when it comes to that. In fact, guys like to go to junior college because they can get their draft eligible every mm-hmm. year in the junior college level, where at the NCAA level and even the, even the NAI level, I think all four years, you have to be 21 to get drafted. Mm-hmm. So usually after your junior season, a lot of those guys can get drafted. But I'll tell you, there, there are some junior college leagues in America that uh, have some fantastic yeah. baseball, some of the best baseball in the world. Mm-hmm. And those guys are going there to try to win championships, but more importantly, are going to try to get drafted and be a high draft pick so they, so they you know, you know, get the the pay that that high draft sure. picks would get. So yeah, it doesn't matter. I've been to NAI schools. We've had pro players. I've been to JUCOs. We've had pro players. I've been to Division twos. Uh, they all produce pro pro players. Um, I remember uh, watching Northland uh, when my son played for you, and you were playing one of the Iron Range teams. But I remember they had an old Twins pitcher. I don't remember which one it was, wasn't it? Juan Berenguer. Juan Berenguer was their pitching coach. And I remember sitting behind Northland Community College watching you guys play, and I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But that's just how good Juco baseball is. For sure. And and Juan's, Juan's kid actually pitched on that team, too. Um, and, and they had a draft picked off that team. It wasn't Juan's kid, but they had a high draft pick who went on to play and actually play in the major leagues and, and played with the St. Paul Saints uh, near the end of his career. But, yeah, they're, I'm telling you, you go around baseball and at every level. It's, it's fun to watch. I, I invite people to come out to Crookston or even Thief River Falls because the baseball you see, you never know where those kids are going. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they could, the next thing you know, they could make the major leagues. So, um, and th- there's no wrong there's no wrong pick as far as the schools, you, you know, we kids need to find the right fit, you know, and, and maybe some, some kids it's junior college, maybe some kids uh, it's an NAI school, maybe some kids it's division two or one, but you know, in this day and age, we're getting caught up on just division one players. And mm-hmm. I don't want to go division one or anything, yeah. but really I'm telling you the team we have in Crookston right now could compete and beat a lot of those division ones. And, oh, yeah. and, and, and so I encourage those recruits to find the fit, you know, and it's not about money. Scholarships help, obviously, but it's about can you see yourself? Do you have a chance to play? Do you have a chance to develop into a, a Division One player if that's what you want to be? And are you, are you going to get a legitimate shot if you go to, to Arizona or Arizona State? Or you want to come here and we can develop you just as well as they can. Uh, obviously, more indoor facility, more indoor baseball up here, but we go where the weather takes us too, you know. Sure. And and we'll play games. We'll go next year. We got games in uh, Hawaii scheduled. We got games in Florida. We got games in Oklahoma. Oh. We got games in in Missouri. All of those things. So um, uh, go where go. I, I encourage recruits to go where you're wanted, and, and that's a good fit for you. Well, you must be doing something right. Clark, kind of, like I said, put in such a, such good words about you. Uh, I, I'm just going to mention this for a little bit, and he'll probably be pissed at me for doing it. But my, my son played for you. Uh, he followed you. He went from Northland. Uh, he spent a year in Iowa. Then he followed you to Dakota Wesleyan in Mitchell, South Dakota. And he basically told me this, that he would jump off a bridge if you told him to. Um, he loved you. I mean, he loved his time. Uh, we got to make some road trips to Mitchell. Had a blast. Um, how fun was that? It was. Uh, Alex was a, was a kind of a. Uh, 
he's a prime example of what you can become if you put your mind to something. Uh, you know, he, I remember in high school, him coming with the long hair and he's about <laughs> five foot three and a hundred pounds at the most. And, and he had some athleticism. <laughs> yeah. And I always kid, I said, he, well, he wasn't even, he didn't even make his all conference team, let alone was any good in high school. And I'm exaggerating because he was a solid player in high school, but he's a small, long hair, didn't know really anything. And, and he came out of there, um, you know, with the, the the time we had him at Northland and Dakota Wesley, and he really came out of there, you know, he got bigger, stronger, more explosive. He learned the game, what it was really all about. He was fundamentally sound. He increased his arm strength. He increased his speed. He increased his explosiveness with the bat, and he was a pretty good glove at, at second base. And and not only that, he went on to play some professional ball. I mean, who gets to play for Bill Buckner? You yeah, know, he yeah. does, and he, and he had a good experiences with that. And then he goes on, and most importantly, he finds a great job in Fargo as, as a, basically running the youth, youth levels in, in the Fargo Baseball Association there and, and basically running the show in Fargo, which is a great baseball town. And, and they're lucky to have him, but he's done well. He's a prime example of what I mean. Yeah, he did a lot of good things on the field towards the end of his career, but I'm more proud of him for what he's doing now and the success he's having in his profession and still in baseball and the success he's having with his marriage and his kid. And, and all of those things are way more important to me than, than what he did on the ball field. Well, I know I was uh, at his house last weekend in Fargo, and I told him we had you booked this week. So I, I know he's watching the show. He was pretty keyed up about that. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, your days now at the University of Minnesota Crookston, but we're going to take just a, a quick little break here first, Coach. Uh, I want to talk about Raptor PCS uh, in the Grand Cities Mall. In fact, we just had a couple other guys over here a few minutes ago. Uh, I tell you what, if, if you need computer work done or if you're looking for a laptop, uh, it is the best place in Grand Forks, hands down, to take your computer. They do everything uh, at very affordable rates, too. Computer builds, virus removal, hardware repairs. Uh, and I mentioned the laptop, if you're looking for a new one. You know what? You don't have to go to the big box stores. Come on into the Grand Cities Mall and check out Raptor, okay? Uh, if you're having computer work done, odds are you'll get it back the next day. And if you bring your computer in, you mentioned this ad, Brock and the guys at Raptor PCS, they'll give you 15% off any computer service. What a deal. We go to Raptor all the time. They come here all the time. I mean, they're a phone call away. It's the best place to take your computer. Check them out, raptorpcs.com, or call them 701-772-7626, Raptor PCS, right here in the Grand Cities Mall. And we are back with head coach of the University of Minnesota Crookston uh, baseball team, Steve Gust. Now, Steve, when, when you said you accepted the job at UMC, a lot of people said you're committing suicide as a coach. Uh, I believe in 2013, 2014, they won a total of two games. What were your thoughts when you had all the naysayers there going like, man, what are you getting yourself into? Well, it was a, a Division II, NCAA Division II job, which, which was appealing, and it was closer to my hometown and my family and all of that. So that was really appealing. And I thought, you know, if, if, if what I thought about 10 or 15 years ago when I was a high school coach, that, that I really believe that the players there, you can win with those players. If I really believe that, I, I, I need to put it to use right now. And, and so I went in there with an open mind. One of the things that really helped me is, is there was only 15 or so players that were left from that team when, mm-hmm. I got, when I got the job. That's it, 15. We have between 40 and 50 now always. But there was 15 left. And those guys, they were great character guys. They were great. They had great work ethics, and they wanted 
to do more than what they were doing. They wanted to win as much as they possibly could. And, and they were realistic. They knew we weren't going to win the NSIC those first couple of years, but they, they, they listened. They did everything I asked of them and more, and they, they competed. They got, they got fundamentally sound. They worked hard. And, and that really was a key, those, that, that group that I inherited. And I can't take credit for them because the old coach brought them in. And, and they're just, but they're, they really were just character kids. And, and I thought, well, if we can get the area kids here now, these guys that I've always followed the area, we, we even when I was out of the area, if we can get some of those, we're not going to get all of them, but if we can just get a few of them, I think we can compete. And I had a, I had a six, basically a, a six-year program that I, that I lobbied for when I was going through the interview process. And I thought within five years – we should have a chance to make the playoffs. We should, which eight of the 15 teams in the NSIC make the playoffs. I thought within five years, at the fifth year mark, we can start thinking playoffs. Well, things, things went a little bit better and a little quicker than planned. Uh, I think we made the playoffs the second year I was there, mm-hmm. and we made the playoffs for the last five years. Uh, obviously, we had a COVID year last year, but you know, I got as we got better on the field, I got better players coming in, more talented sure. players. Some of the top players from East Grand Forks, Grand Forks, Fargo, uh, wherever. Uh, and then we started getting the talent that we needed. And then you combine that with the with the work ethic and the desire and the passion of these players. Now you got something. Now you can compete with maybe even the elite teams, mm-hmm. which we were able to compete the last few years with the Augustana, who won a national championship a couple of years ago. You know, we beat them the year after. Mm-hmm. Or the Mankato State, who has everything you need there, a bubble and beautiful facilities, indoor and outdoor, and beautiful locker rooms and high-paid coaches and all of those things. So... Um, and now we're going to do a point in our program where I think we can com- compete with the elite teams on a consistent basis. And if you compete with the elite teams in the conference, the NSIC, the Augustanas, the Mankatos, the St. Cloud States, you know, you have a chance to compete with the best in the region, which is Central Missouri's and the Arkansas's and all of that. If you got a chance to compete with them, you got a chance to compete mm-hmm. nationally at the World Series. And I'm not saying we're gonna, we're we're in position to get to a World Series, but uh, you know. I like where we were before the COVID hit us uh, this year, and, and hopefully we can continue that as we move forward and, and get better each day, and, and not only physically but mentally, and, and, and continue to make strides so one day maybe we can win a championship here. Maybe it's this year. Um, maybe it's next year. And maybe, maybe one day we can get to an a, a NCAA Division II World Series. Well, you know, you, we, we mentioned it. 2013-2014, you won two games. Uh, you take over. Uh, you guys started off on a terror this year. Uh, a couple of teams that you mentioned, Augustana, St. Cloud State. Uh, these guys are top teams in, in the conference. But you beat them uh, this year, and, and, and you guys really came off with a good start. We did. You know, we weren't sure what to expect because we, we really, with the COVID last year, we had a lot of guys that came back. They could have graduated, but we had seven, I think, of our 11 guys came back for their for their fifth year. Um you know, we didn't have much of a fall ball because of COVID. We weren't on the field very much at all. Our, our weightlifting stuff didn't, didn't uh, you know, we didn't, weren't able to do it every day or on a consistent basis. So we just weren't sure what was going on. And then, you know, in January, we had some practices and, and guys, you know, indoors, obviously, in the cage. We have Rapsodo, so we have a lot of measurements that we can have. And some of these measurements were, wow, these are really good. Mm-hmm. And then we had our guys throw, and it's like some of these – you know, velocities, pitchers or outfielders or infield, they're pretty good. And and then we had some speed. Our speed stuff looked pretty good. It's like, boy, I think we've got a ta- enough talent, you know, to compete with the elite teams here. But um, 
then, then, then there's another piece of it. It's like, how are you going to respond from not playing basically the whole year? You know, some guys played in the summer. Uh, we got 13 games in last year. We won eight of those games, and we, we liked where we were at coming back from Florida last year before we were shut down. But not having fall ball, not having a real summer regimen. Uh, and then, you know, January comes, and, you know, it looks good, but you just never know. February comes, and we start our games, and, and you know, we went out, and we just – beat beat St. Cloud State. I mean, just literally mm-hmm. beat them in a two-game series, both games. Beat Bemidji State pretty handily in two games. It's like, we might have something yeah. here. And then, then we start the conference season, and we just find ways to win. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's our pitching. A lot of times it was our hitting. But we just found ways to win, and that's where we sit now today. And now we just want to end it. We've been sitting, obviously, with the COVID. We've had some COVID issues, both with our opponents and for us. And, and so... We just never know how we're going to come out of that, and, and we're hoping to continue to get better and by the end of the year, you know, be where we want to be. Well, considering uh, you took a so-called suicide job uh, seven years now as coach, you're getting close to 140 wins. Uh, not a bad-looking uh, deal on a resume, is it? <laughs> you know, it's all about the kids, though. Right. And what I'm most proud of is the kids have come out of here with excitement. You know, our alumni now – you know, our alumni support has been tremendous at, at Crookston. Even just the, the the few years that I've been there, the alumni come back and they're they're excited about us. They send text messages and emails and all of that, and and they're going on and being successful at what they're doing. And and I was just happy to be a little part of what's going on here. Obviously, I've had some good assistant coaches, and and it's really about the players that you bring in, and mm-hmm. and, and that's what it's all about. So I'm happy for them, and and we want to continue it not only for the current players but for the the past players, even mm. before I got to Crookston. It's, it's great to see for the school. I think it's, it's something that we can all be proud of. You know, you got, uh, well, over the years, Jamestown, uh, Mayville State, it seems like the nucleus of the good ball players from this area, either they usually went to those schools, but uh, how cool is it now knowing you are in the mix and you don't have to worry about these guys going, to, ah, he's probably going to go to Mayville or he's going to go to Jamestown or he's going to go to Mary, whatever. Now, I mean, you have got to be in the running for most of these local kids. I, you know, and after UND cut their baseball program, I think maybe we got a few kids that they might have gotten uh, uh, if they still had a baseball team. But, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable when, when we would go out recruit, and we recruit the back roads of Minnesota, the back roads of North Dakota. We're at every small school tournament. We're at every big school tournament. And I feel pretty confident that if, that if we have interest in a kid that uh, – the, at least they'll give us an opportunity to show, show for us to show them what we have to offer, both from an academic perspective and a, and a baseball perspective. And they're usually pretty excited about things. We're, we don't we don't win all the recruiting battles. Obviously, those t- those programs are pretty good. The Mayville's mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. and the Jamestowns and even the Division Three Concordia College. They got some great coaches up there and a great program. Obviously, NDSU we run to run into, and they're they're having a great year up there. So. Uh, it's not easy, but really, if there's a kid in the area and I don't know about him, I'm not doing my job. Sure, and sure. I, when I say the area, I mean like a 200-mile radius. I want to mm-hmm. know every kid that yeah. could possibly play at the collegiate level and then go to it, go to their games and, and build relationships with those kids, and, and maybe one day they can help us win a championship mm-hmm. in Crookston. You know, you talk about your local boys being on University of Minnesota Crookston's roster. You have got some guys here that are, are, are turning some scouts' heads too this year, aren't you? For sure. I, you know, uh, Last game, um, a couple weeks ago before we got shut down, uh, you know, we had the the Red Sox, uh, the Braves, and the Phillies all there looking at 
at pitching and, and some of our uh, local kids. I mean, it's no secret that Brock Reller has, has put together a pretty good start to the yeah, season. Yeah, he's a stud, isn't he? he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, he can run, he can throw, and he can mm-hmm. hit. And, and he's built he's built pretty well for a big guy, and, and he's got himself in the shape, and he's mentally he's really improved his game. And he, I mean, he's the real deal, and, and hopefully uh, somebody will take a chance on him. But I know he is focused on what we're trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're in the midst of a championship run here whether we get there or not, but I, I know that he's committed to that. And then whatever happens after that, uh, he'll just take it, take it as it comes. But we have pitchers and we have other players too, that, that, that may get some good looks here in the future too. You know, when you first took over, uh, I know UMC didn't have the greatest baseball facilities. Uh, you and your team have kind of changed that around a little bit, haven't you? Yeah, you know, I've got to get a shout-out to the Crooks and Baseball Association because they've donated thousands of dollars to our program since we started, and and they're committed to, to making baseball better in Crookston. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are today because we, we've gotten a new clubhouse there. We've gotten a new press box. We've gotten new stands. Uh, uh, you know, they've helped with scholarships. Uh, they've helped with little things that we've needed around there. So financially, they've, they've been a godsend to us. Um, uh, but, you know, our school, the more you win the, and the more success you have, it's not just about winning, but the more success you have, I think the more, uh, you know, the school sees that and, and the importance of that and will kick in, uh, you know, what they need for us to be successful and compete consistently with the elite teams in the conference and in the country. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been doing this for a long time, Coach. Uh, the way it sounds talking to you, you plan on doing this for a lot longer time. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, but when it's all said and done, when the history of Steve Gust, the coach, is over, how do you want to be remembered as a coach? I want to be remembered by a coach that cared about his players, first and foremost, that cared about his players, that helped them become not only better baseball players, but better people. And that's it. Uh, you know, do I want to win championships? Of course. Uh, do I want to whatever, how many amount of wins that I have? Of course, those are all things that are, that's why we play the game because we want to compete. But when it, when it gets right down to it, John, it's about making a difference in these kids' life. And that's the bottom line. Now, the last week has been kind of chaos for you. Um, I know that, uh, well, your whole team was quarantined. Uh, I know you weren't, but what kind of a wrench does that throw into a coach's plans? I mean, could you even practice? Could you do anything? No, it, it's it's really been a weird. The whole year has been weird. We've been we were quarantined a couple times in the fall. Some guys have been quarantined up to five or six times. Uh, I feel for them, man. And and you know, we got we got a couple COVID tests uh, going to Mankato, and we were playing. We were I think ranked 18th in the nation. They were ranked 15th at the time, and we're all set. Guys were excited to play. We were on a bus going to Mankato, and then a positive test popped up. Actually, two of them. So while you were on the bus, while we were on the bus, oh man, so that. So we had to quarantine as an entire team and program. And, and so um, this is the first week that we've been went out of quarantine. And, and uh, we just want to get on a field. And we haven't practiced. We haven't done anything. Uh, guys are doing stuff on their own, away from people, obviously. But um, uh, this is the first week where we can get back on a field. And, it, and it's going to feel good. Okay, so Friday today, you'll be back on the field again tomorrow. Who who do you play tomorrow? Do you guys on the road this yeah, weekend? Yeah, so we got St. Cloud State now. We played them in two non-conference games at the beginning of the year, our, our, two of our first four games, and then now uh, St. Cloud State uh, at their place now, and, and they've got a couple guys that are getting uh, looks by professional scouts too. 
And so it's going to be a, after beating them early in the season, they're going to come after us. So it sure. should be an interesting series. And hopefully we'll be up for it. Uh, obviously, the layoff kind of worries me a little bit. But, you know, baseball's a game you can get back in it and, and just be fundamentally sound and compete. And, and you might, you're going to have a chance to win. So I want to just get back to the COVID thing here for a second. Now, uh, the whole team being quarantined. Uh, I'm sure you guys get tested multiple times per week or month or whatever. And you're hearing about this all the time. In fact, I know what happened uh, during a UMC hockey series. There was a, a series that got canceled because of a couple of positive tests. So right away they cancel the game, and then they find out later that day after everything's canceled, well, they were not right. They were false positives. Does that ever cross your mind? I, I mean, is you being a coach, I would imagine you'd be like, well, let's test them again. Come on, let's just keep testing them. Or are your hands tied, the red tape and all of that? Uh, both. You know, I've said, you know, uh, you know, we, we've had two guys that have gotten it here this spring that have gotten it already in the past. So it's like, you know, either it still shows up as a positive or maybe it's a false neg- a false positive. Yeah, I've I've, I've done everything in my power to, to make sure that we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's, and making sure that these kids don't have to sit out any longer mm-hmm. than they do. I mean, these kids have come back, and they're paying thousands of dollars to come back to play baseball for, their, for a year that they didn't need to mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be doing our kids justice if I didn't fight for them. And there's sure. been a lot of back, uh, you know, out of back door or back, back uh, conference room bickering back and forth trying to say hey let's just do what's right for the kids and make sure that we're doing it and i know our school is doing it too but sometimes it gets a little um you know it gets a little tricky it's really out of my hands as a coach mm-hmm. it, you know it's up to the the mdh and the polk county public health and and uh you know our health our health administration all of those things so i really don't have much of a say in it but it, that doesn't mean i can't fight for our kids right. and that's what i've done and and uh, i'll feel good um you know just doing what I know that I could do to help our kids. And, and, but it's really, it's really out of our hands. And, and you know, uh, you talk about the kids testing positive, and, and I don't know the situation at UMC, but uh, I'm guessing a lot of these kids were like, what do you mean? I feel absolutely fine. I do not have any symptoms. I feel great. You just got to feel for these guys. For sure. And, in fact, the latest shutdown, we had four guys, and none of them, they are, they're all asymptomatic, no symptoms at all at any time and at any point. And they're just sitting there, I, I just want to play baseball, Coach. Mm-hmm. I just want to play baseball. And it's like, guys, there's, it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do. We've got to go to the COVID protocol. We've got to get shut down as a team, and, and, uh, and hopefully we'll get back out there. And hopefully this makes us stronger in some way, shape, or form. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. We can't, we can't think what if, you know. We just got to go out there and make the best of it and make them negative into a positive. And it's tough to do when you can't practice for a week and you mm-hmm. just show up for a game. It, sure. It, that doesn't happen. And, and hopefully we're, we're just going to be good enough to, to, to do what we can to, to be successful on the field here. So you guys are on the road uh, this weekend, but you have got some home games next week. Yeah. Uh, what do you got here? So we play Wednesday. We play Northern State at home Wednesday, and then we have Bemidji State okay. Saturday, Sunday. And it's it, these are our last home games. So uh, believe it or not, um, we're getting down to the end. So, uh, you know, we've had good crowds. Obviously, a lot of our games have been canceled because of COVID uh, on both sides. But this is a chance for uh, everybody to come out there and watch a good baseball team compete and watch a good baseball team in action and 
our first few games, home games, we've had great crowds, a lot of Grand Forks people, a lot of Crookston people. Mm-hmm. It's been great to see. So we're hoping to get those guys back out there uh, next Wednesday and, and Saturday, Sunday. And, and uh, you won't be disappointed. You'll, you'll enjoy the baseball and the caliber that we have to play. Uh, it, it's just really good baseball. You know, uh, for the years I've known you, you're a go, 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 go guy. Uh, what do you do in the summer? Do you, do you take a little time off? Do you kick back a little bit? Or is it just baseball 24-7 for you besides your family? Yes, it's baseball. It's recruiting. I think, uh, obviously, last summer was different with COVID. But the summers before, I think we, I think my wife and I counted. I had two, two maybe three weekends where I didn't have to recruit. Mm-hmm. So you get the state tournaments. You get the North Dakota State High School tournaments. You get the Minnesota State High School tournaments. You get the sectional playoffs in, on both sides of the river. And then you've got showcases you know it's we're in the era of showcases now and in, in this day and age with these younger guys so you got those showcases you got to go to and then you got the biggest legion tournament in the country in the gopher classic down in yep. the cities and around that is a high school minnesota state high school showcase and then you got legion playoffs starting and legion ball and legion state tournaments and then legion regionals and so there's not much time in the summer um, I'm fortunate enough that my wife comes with me on all these sure. trips. We try to make it a family thing, and she can, whatever, stop at the casino and, and do those things mm-hmm. while I go mm-hmm. to the baseball field. So we make it work, and, and the kids come with us sometimes, too. We camp out or do whatever we have to there. And, and, and so we, we just it's always been a family affair. Yep. Uh, when's Tommy John scheduled to take the mound again? Well, that's a good question because they're, <laughs> they were shut down from COVID, oh, too. Oh, sure. So he, he got to start the opener for East Grand Forks against Grand Forks Central. Mm-hmm. And, I, of course, it was the same day we played a home game, so I couldn't see him. Uh, but my wife said he did pretty well. Uh, Central came back and, and beat East Grand Forks, but Tommy pitched pretty well, I guess, for four and two-thirds or whatever it was. So hopefully those guys can get back on the field soon, too, because the kids need it. They, yeah. they, I mean, it, getting back on the field is therapeutic, not only for college kids but for high school kids and the youth of our community. So I think everybody agrees that it's pretty safe to be outside on a baseball field. You're not going to catch the virus out there. So hopefully everybody will have a big summer of baseball and big spring of baseball. I have been dying to get you on the show all year. Uh, I'm so glad we finally got this to work. Um, good luck on the road this weekend. And again, you guys are at home on Wednesday. Uh, what'd you say? One, one thirty. One thirty against Northern State, and then we have Bemidji Saturday, Sunday, uh, one o'clock game time for Saturday, and then twelve noon uh, we play one nine any game uh, on Sunday. Good luck, and thank you, Coach. I'll tell you, this has been a great experience for me. This great setup you guys have, and I think you're giving the community a, a great service by having this show. I've, I've been able to watch it a couple times, and I've good. been really impressed. So keep up the good work here. Hey, we appreciate it, and uh, I love UMC sports. So um, I'm definitely going to come and watch you play. Uh, there you go. That is Steve Gust. He's the head baseball coach at the University of Minnesota Crookston. If you get a chance to go watch him this uh, coming Wednesday or next weekend, do it. Like he said, it's their last home games, and you will not be disappointed. Man, he's doing a great job over there. Special thanks going out to Handy Law Group. Uh, do you lose sleep at night wondering if your loved ones will be able to look after themselves after you have passed? Well, Handy Law Group can assist in making sure your estate is settled according to your wishes. They can help with your wills, your trusts, your probate, power of attorney, and more. Now, you can rest easy knowing your loved ones will be taken care of and their inheritance protected. Handy Law Group, well, they can help you, too, with criminal and family law cases, adoptions, probate and business law, too. Put over 20 years of legal experience to work for you today. 
Call to set up your initial estate probate consultation, 701-780-1286. That's 701-780-1286. Handy Lager, serving eastern North Dakota and western Minnesota. Well, coming up on Monday, communications specialist for the city of Grand Forks, John Bernstrom, is going to be back in the studio. Hey, make sure you like, share, tag, follow us, and make sure, too, to hit that notification bell, all right? We all know Grand Forks is a great place. Well, Grand Forks Best Source is giving it an identity again. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody.